Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Y'all know the name. So bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. Um, if you listen to yesterday's episode, uh, I, I April Fools the shit out of you guys. I, I really I did it, and a lot I got so many messages from people that immediately messaged me before I said it was an April Fool's Day joke about me not continuing with the pod. And I got to tell you, it really gave me confidence as an actor. A lot of people said I re- that, that they really believed it and that I, I and what my one friend said, I should have um, kept it going longer, which I now I guess I regret. But how exciting. But what if this gets me back in the acting game is just my April Fool's Day joke. Did everybody have a good day? Oh, my other April Fool's Day joke was that I said uh, I am absolutely in love with the show Chris Lee Knows Best that they rerun all the time on Bravo, even though I have no clue why. Do you guys ever do that where you get angry? 
Like I'll watch Bravo or any other station. And it's like when they rerun a shitty show, whether it be, you know, scripted or a reality show, you're just like, what, what, what are you guys doing? It feels like, it's like, did you guys get this for free and you have to use it? Like, I don't, I don't, does it expire at sometimes you have to burn all these off? Like, I don't get why Bravo and especially MTV, MTV can go to hell. I'll tell you that much. MTV is sitting on a gold mine of actual amazing shows. You got made, you got old seasons, the real world, real world, a uh, real world road rules, real world road rules challenge. You have, um, uh, pimp my ride. Come on. You have, um, uh, what was that show where they, um, next, next, you have the next and the next bus MTV true life documentaries. And then all they fucking do is air ridiculousness. Ridic is it? Rid yeah. Ridiculousness. And which is ridiculousness is just like a copy of like Daniel Tosh, uh, Tosh point Um, and they always have that girl that Sierra left coast or whatever her name is. She always just is sitting there going, ha, she's just laughing. Like I like rarely says anything and just goes, ha, 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 ha. I'm like, that's it, the easiest job in the world. Easy. I could do that with my hands tied. I mean, like I could literally just laugh and watch clips. I mean, but I, I see that with MTV and I'm just like, I don't get what's going on. Like, do somebody, did somebody fall asleep in programming and nobody's ever bothered to check MTV to see if they're doing their job? Like, I, I just, I, why don't they, why do they even call it MTV? Why don't they just call it the ridiculousness network? And also MTV music video awards. Why do they still have them? They don't play music videos. It's now getting weird that the music video awards is on MTV. I would prefer they be on like I, at this point, they could be on Bravo. If, if it, if there is literally no God, I'm getting, I'm really like my heart rates. Like I'm like, Wah! sorry, you guys, I just watched keeping up with the Kardashians season 20, episode three winners take all. Um, that's the show. And I'm, I'm angry about that too. I'm just angry. I'm just angry. I'm not angry about the weekend though. I'm actually driving to go see Bill and Becky Bailey, my parents for Easter. So I'll be with them probably about a week unless something, um, unless they tick me off and then I'm out of there. I'll tell you that much. I am. It is so funny. Do you guys are like this where it just never, I think, you know, it's just, you never, you're always that kid. You're always like, Oh, got to get there in time for dinner or got to, I don't know. It's just weird. Like it's, it, you kind of, you know, you're getting older, you know, things are like, you're, you're becoming more and more of an adult, but at the same time you can revert to childhood really quickly. Like if my dad ever got stern with me, I would be like, yes, sir. You know, I mean, it's weird how that is just so ingrained in us. I wonder, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so yeah, so I'm excited to go see them and I'm sure I'll get a lot of content out of them. If you want anything from Bill and Becky Bailey while, I, while I'm there, please let me know. Um, thanks to everybody that signed up for the Patreon this week. I really appreciate you guys. Um, uh, thank you, Batty Nation. <laughs> um, thanks for everybody that left five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts this week. And most of all, thank you to the guests this week. We had Bethany Garcia. We had Natalie Walker. 
we had Emily Clayton doing that uh, Summer House recap that I loved. And then, of course, at the beginning of the week, we had Sophie Ross. Now, Sophie, I was uh, DMing with her yesterday because we did something. She's not going to be on this Monday. We're going to have Sarah Hare on from Us Weekly back on the show with us for the Monday pop culture breakdown because uh, uh, Sophie's moving. But then the next Monday, and we already have a couple surprises one surprise is so insane. We were in a DM thread with another person who shall remain nameless and secrets were revealed. And I think you guys are going to flip out. It's, it was very exciting. It was one of those, we were in the DM and then we had to switch the text because we were so shocked or we were just so amazed by the DM conversation with this person. Like it, anyways, I'm, I'm teasing it too much. I'm teasing it too much. Just, all I'm saying is if, if you're if you're thinking about stopping listening to the podcast, wait until uh, not this Monday, but next Monday. Have that be your last episode and then you can, you know, <laughs> not listen anymore. How are you guys doing? Did you make it through the week? How is everybody's mental state as things start opening back up? I know I live in Los Angeles, so it's a little different. And I know a lot of places that who are probably listening have like been open you know, everything's been open, um, longer, but it is weird to be out there and driving and to see traffic again and things that take much longer that they didn't before. And you're starting to see more and more people or hear more and more people. It's, it is, it, it's a, it's an adjustment. It, it really, really is. And, um, I got my vaccine shot, as I told you earlier this week, um, the, I, I had a, like a light grade headache and of course my arm was sore. I hear the second dose is where it really kind of feels bad. So the, I get that on the 28th and then I'm, I'm vaxxed up, baby. It's re- It's orgy time. I'm, it's a, I'm talking like 30, 40 people. I've never done an orgy, but I, this is now, now is the time vax the vax I'm assuming protects us from everything, right? Like it's, it's just. I was kind of like hoping that I would wake up and I'd have like Spider-Man powers or something. Oh my God. Um, okay. Let's see. And there's really nothing going on except I am going to recap this keeping up with the Kardashians episode as I've been doing on Friday. Um, no real huge pop culture news. Jen Shaw, a little piece of information came out that the actual court case is going to be much bigger than originally thought as uh, Jen potentially scammed out of millions and millions of dollars. So the the amount of money that uh, she scammed seems to be growing. So we'll see. I mean, I'm going to try to hop on that call on tomorrow. And also thank you to everybody that reached out because I said yesterday or the day before that maybe I'll try to record that phone call and put it on the pod. And uh, turns out that's illegal. I could have. Wouldn't it be amazing if I went to jail for Jen Shaw like that? I mean, that would be that would be exact. That's exactly you would hear about that and you'd be like. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, you would not quite... If I went to jail because of some shit, stupid shit I did for the podcast, nobody would question it. People would be like, oh, yeah, I thought that that's exactly what I thought would happen. Exactly. Um, I just... I wonder if there's going to be any kind of stimulus package for Shaw Squad. Like, what are Shaw... Like, I feel like Shaw Squad are just going to be walking in the Utah desert... Just like in Shaw Squad merchandise, like who, like are they all like? Did they all run out of the house as soon as Jen got arrested and just like 
I would have ran out of the house with just like bucketfuls of like bucketful of merch to see if that kind of raised in value over the next year. Um, but she really, I think, I mean, guys, I think she's going to go to jail. Like, I think Erica Jane could possibly skip jail. I think she might be able to lie her way um, out of it. But I don't think Jen can at all. I mean, at all. So I will be very curious. Also, somebody asked me my thoughts on Real Housewives of New Jersey. I got to say, the Jackie and Evan shit, I am done with. I'm done. They started bringing it up in the first half of last night's episode, and I was... I, I was just like, the, Jackie's a mess, okay? Jackie was so drunk. Her hair looked a mess. The girl's a mess. Like, she started off this so strong, and now it's like, I don't I don't want to be pro-Teresa. Like, Teresa's fine. She's a legend, whatever. But now Jackie is so dumb and keeps bringing this up that I, I, I'm now just like, well, I don't want to support Teresa, but I don't want to support Jackie. Um Joe Gorga did some amazing anger work. He was like, almost. you can really, I love those episodes of Jersey where you can really feel how much steroids are in Joe Gorga's body. Like, by the way, also his body is not like, do you notice how like all like the cast of Jersey shore and Joe Gorga have the same bodies? Like that's not natural, right? Like that's not in the water in Jersey or something. Is it? I mean, that's steroids. There's just no way that kind of definition. And I, 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 that's the stuff I think about as I get more into reality shows. I've watched Jersey since the beginning. So now like I, I sometimes tune out and just think about like, I wonder how much Joe can lift. How many times does he exercise a day? Is it just cardio? Does he do weight? He's got to do weights, right? Like my inner monologue is that. Or it's just like immediate anger about something else. Also, Frank Catania was at the Shore House with Dolores instead of Dolores's doctor boyfriend, which I'll never understand. I mean, and Dolores sticks by him. So I that kind of loyalty, I don't know what it says. I know we're not supposed to interfere with anybody's relationship, but sometimes there's just that person that we're friends with that you're like, dude. Or, like, you do not see how bad this is. Like, you don't see, like, you guys don't even seem like you enjoy each other. Like, those are my favorite couples when you can, like, when you can sense their distaste for each other, you know? Or, like, you sense when we used to do parties, you know, back in the day, you know, like, they would go to a party and just split, you know? Like, it would just be the girl goes one direction, the guy goes the other. Um but yeah, Jersey got good towards the end. There was a fight with Jennifer Aiden and Marge. Um, I, you know, there's a rumor that there is going to be a guy show with Bill and Frank and Joe. I'll believe it when I see it. But who knows? Bravo seems to be throwing a lot of stuff at the wall. So uh, it wouldn't hurt, I guess. It would not hurt. But yeah, I'm over the Jackie and Evan stuff. I don't care if Evan cheated at this point. I, I mean, I really, I don't care if Evan cheated. Next week, you guys, Joe Giudici is going to be in a scene with, oh, no, no, that was in real life. Joe Giudici met Teresa's uh, new guy. And they were at the same dinner table together. And I was like, how awkward must this be? Because Joe Giudici, even though he understands that, which, you know, there's like, I believe like an Italian pride thing where I wonder if he's like, oh, tough guy, how you doing? How you doing? Give me a handshake. And then like shook his hand, like real, like one of those death grips. 
you know? And he's like, hey, you like muscle massages? I sell big dildos. My name's Joe Giudici. <laughs> I'm the dildo king. I'm the dildo king. <laughs> Joe Giudici, dildo king. Um, how much money? So supposedly Joe and Teresa are in on this neck massager line that they've been talking about. How much can you really make from neck massager dildos? Honestly, like how much how much money is it worth that you're like now you have to put up with jokes from me on a podcast of like, is it worth being ruthlessly made fun of? Like, what kind of money are we talking about? If it's ten thousand dollars, then that's just sad. Like you you, really like if you're going to put your name to a line of really classy dildos, that's going to be a hundred K or more. Right. Am I right? I've got to be I've got to be right. I feel like because you would you, you, you know. I'm trying to think of like other weird people that could like if Elon Musk all of a sudden like, you know, was like, I'm endorsing this neck massager line. Like it has to be. a, And also Joji Odichi, it was just like I never thought of him as like the first name in sensual massages, you know. Also, there is a video going around of Joe Gorga with one of those dildos uh, just jackhammering and he has it on his face and it looks like he's done it before. That's all I'm saying. Uh, all I'm saying. Um. God, by the way, what it, you know, Joey Gorga, he always is. He's really flirty with guys. I don't think he's gay, but it is one of those things you notice he's always like super flirty with dudes. Maybe he's bi. Like, I think that would be awesome. Like, I would, uh, would you accept? No, I'm not. No. Because I was like, real housewives, would you ever accept like a, a gay husband as a housewife? I don't, I'm tired, you guys. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Um, okay, so. Little about Jersey, you know. I'm fine. I'm. Ex- I'm. I guess I'm excited. I'm gonna watch it regardless. But I'm kind of checked out, and I really am in this after watching tonight's Kardashian episode. Oh, and I talked. Oh my gosh, I think something is coming out next week with me in it that I can't wait to tell you guys about. It really was a dream come true. So hopefully it happens, um, and I'll tell you as soon as it does. But it's so exciting. It's so. It was just these little things that happen when it's like these kind of career um bumps you know where you're just like oh this is working or like word is getting out there there are these really exciting things and i have you guys to thank for it um somebody asked me i'm doing a q a uh podcast for the patreon and somebody asked me like what are your goals or what are your and I, and some of them i i won't ever say because i i want to keep them for myself but of course you know you know it's to to grow the podcast of course to be able to continue to make relationships with PR people, um, to continue to try to get Bravo liberties, try to get people outside my comfort zone or my knowledge. People really, truly fascinate me. Anybody that I'm going to have a good conversation with or learn about, I think this podcast could go in so many different directions, you know, uh, and you guys have allowed that. Um, I mean, growing the podcast one, um, Oh, my what this is. I want to get Michelle Collins on so much. She doesn't know I exist. I know we would have a great rapport. One day she will know I exist. It's one of those things that I know. I know we're going to be great friends, but there are those people that you're just like, oh, we have this very similar sense of humor. I think we would get along. So she's always been on my bucket list. Um, I have one person that's on had been on my bucket list. A great podcaster will be on the show on Tuesday. Um, but it's always just to try to continually push myself to to risk more like to 
we always say in acting to act as if, you know, like you act as if you were rich, act as if um, you were sad, as you know, it's as if. And, and it's the same way with life is like you got to act as if you are the most confident person in the world. Act as if you aren't scared to be talking to this guest or to be asking somebody to do you a favor to get you a guest. Um, that sometimes will trip me up the most, you guys, is asking people because I get really, I don't think ever everybody thinks that I'm, because um, I'm so loud and boisterous on the podcast, but when in reality, I get really nervous about those things. I think it comes, goes back from childhood of like, I don't know what, but I always think that people are going to dislike me or hate me. It's such a weird mind fuck. And there are people that I'm just flat out nervous. And then I'll do the interview and it'll go. Okay. And I'll still be like, Oh, I bet they hated it. I bet they hated it. Like that's a real sickness. That's something that I work on every day of my life. Um, okay. Sorry. That's enough, enough babbling. Uh, keeping up with the Kardashian episode three, this is entitled entitled winner take all. Remember, this is the final season of the Kardashian. So you think they would go out with a bang right now. They are going out with a very dull whimper. It is very upsetting. This whole episode, you guys kind of involves a Spartan race that the Jenners are going to do against the Kardashians. And you think, well, that could be fun. And maybe even get Caitlyn in there, right? You know, yeah, baby, I'm an athlete. Let's do Spartan. Woo! Look at me floating in a pool. I'm swimming. Now I'm going over a hill, baby. Yeah! You think Caitlyn... Caitlyn doesn't make an appearance. It was so frustrating. We know Caitlyn lives in Malibu. Oh, it's just down the road. You have a cup of sugar I can borrow? Well, I crash-landed one of my toy helicopters. So... The Kardashian episode, <laughs> the Kardashian, ep- we're looser on Fridays. The Kardashian episode opens with, remember, they rented out this Malibu mansion for the summer, uh, naturally. And Kim, Corey, and Chloe, they're all, Kendall, they're all sitting at this table overlooking the ocean. Kim lets us know that she went to her friend Nicole's house in Malibu and um, that uh, there were a bunch of paddleboarders in the ocean and a bunch of dolphins swam around the, the paddleboarders and amazed everybody. And I was just like, Kim, your life is so different than it was 15 years ago. Like now you're like, like the only thing that gets a whole set of Kim these days is if she sees like a, like a 80 dolphins swimming around rich paddleboarders. Um, Corey and Chris are, uh, Corey Gamble and Chris are just a fascinating couple. Cause he's always like, yeah, baby, you sexy. You very sexy. And Corey is thick. Corey's got thick legs. I got thick legs. Corey's got some badonka donk. Corey's got junk in the trunk and he's not ashamed to admit it. Corey dresses for his body. But also the thing with Corey Gamble is Corey is like, I am here for Chris and Chris only that booty is mine. Like he's the guy that's like, me, I, Corey Gamble, have full ownership of Chris Jenner's booty. Like, he's the guy that says, I love that booty, baby. <laughs> he does. Like, if you watch the show, that's what he does. He's like, ooh, I want to be lip smacking with Chris Jenner tonight. And I just wonder if it's a front for the cameras or if he really is as horny as he comes off. And Chris is always like, hee, But you know deep down Chris Jenner is a freak. You know it. You know it. Uh, so I do ever wonder about when Chris was with Caitlyn. 
how often they had sex, right? It must not have been that often. Like, and I wonder if it decreased and decreased. And I wonder if Chris ever sought uh, sexual gratification outside the relationship. These are the thoughts that go through my mind. Uh, so Chloe says to Kendall, look at your spider arms. Let's arm wrestle. <laughs> Chloe, Chloe comes up very aggressive in this episode. She's like, let's arm wrestle, Kendall. Chloe says, I'll demolish your ass. Kendall wins immediately. And uh, Chloe's like, good job, Kendall. Good job. Her only, by the way, this is weird. Cause like I respected Kendall after she did arm wrestling. Cause I know that's kind of a skill and it's better than walking a runway. So I was like, Oh damn. Kendall, Kendall knows how to do over the top uh, arm wrestling with Chloe and Chloe just, you would think Chloe had brute Hulk strength just because of her attitude. And it turns out she doesn't. So now Kim Kardashian wants in on it. She's like, I want to take Kendall gay. I want to, Hey, Hey, you got enough. You got enough strength for me. And then Kim saddles up to the table Corey's like doing the judging and they go and you know, it's like a, it's a battle. You guys, it's a battle. And you're like, uh, I'm explaining it. Like it's the most exciting thing in the world. It was so boring to watch. Um, but it's like, they're battling and Chloe trying to steal the scene is like, yeah. Woo. Oh my God. She's like just screaming at the top of her length. It's like really annoying. And, um, Kim wins. Kim wins and Kim, Kim says that she's a beast and she lifts a lot of weights, uh, every day in her workout. So Kim, I do think of Kim as a beast in so many ways. And now I would have loved, God, I'm so sorry. There's so many people honk on my street. Um, I would love if now Kendall arm wrestled Chris Jenner and Corey, like I wanted her to like wrestle everybody. I thought that would have been awesome. Chloe tells, says Kim in a talking head, you're so amazing. Chloe is just, she was really just buttering it up. Like Chloe was like being a super cheerleader this episode, but thank God there was one gift from, from God. Because after last week's episode, I was, when I went to bed, I, I, I kneel by my bed to do my prayers and I do father, son, Holy spirit. And I go, thank you, God, for my life. Thank you to, for my family and my friends and for my podcast, people that listen, batty nation, all of that stuff. But then I go, God, I know you've got, you're so busy with so many requests. Is there any possible way that you could make it so Tristan Thompson wasn't in, isn't in this next week's episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians? And then, of course, I say, thank you, God. I love you so much. And then I do Father, Son, Holy Spirit to close the communication. By the way, if you're Catholic, I always thought Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and you make the sign of the cross. I always think that, like, as a kid and still thinks, shut up. Sorry. I don't think they heard me. Um, I think Father, Son, Holy Spirit opens the communication with God like a walkie-talkie. So like after you do Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God can actually listen to you. But you've got to be very careful. You've got to say Father, Son, Holy Spirit at the end of your prayer so you can close off the communication. If not, God could like hear you pee or something, you know? Think about it. It makes sense. So the credits roll, the opening, and we see the shots of the family as we do. Uh, so this new scene opens with shots of Malibu. Um, Courtney says that she is staying in the Malibu house alone tonight, um, but it'll be great because she can focus on Poosh. Like, do we still, I mean, are we still pretending Poosh is a thing? Is Poosh still a thing? 
Like, is this, is she really, is this like the Washington Post? Is she, is she in an investigative journalism? And she's always like, I'm so busy on Poosh, but then she's carrying around like a notepad and a pen. Like, you can't be that busy on Poosh if your means of working on Poosh is a notepad and a pen. Like, usually, you know, a computer, an iPad, something that you connect with a lot of people that work on Poosh. She's like doodling on a notepad. She's like, oh, Poosh work. This is my Poosh journal. I still don't, I, you know, I, like I said, if I go to the bathroom and it's like heavy fiber day, I'll go, I just took a huge poosh, huge poosh. Um, so we find out, you guys, there's a noise in the kitchen. Courtney comes out. Guess who's there, guys? Scott Disick. Who would have thought it? And Courtney goes, why are you here? And he goes, why are you here? And Scott says, well, maybe it's the world bringing us together. And she's like, do you want to watch a movie? She's like, I can do that. And he has some snacks on a tray. I got kind of upset at that because, like, as, as you guys know, I'm on my diet and it was very upsetting. He has a Milky Way out with silverware. And he's like, I'm going to eat. Have you ever seen anybody eat a Milky Way with a fork? And I was like, give me that Milky Way. Um, and Scott says, it's been years since we hung out without the kids. Um, Courtney is on the couch with Scott. She's eating a cookie and puts a whole thin cookie in her mouth. She places the whole cookie in her mouth where I was like, oh, that's pretty impressive. And Scott goes, that's amazing. You're an amazing woman. You know, they're kind of being, well, he's being flirty. Uh, She lets us know that she's writing about, get this, celibacy for Poosh. So that's her big article that she's working with on the notepad. And Scott goes, we practiced celibacy for a while. They now are doing a talking head together, which is fun to see. Um, but Scott goes, you know, now we're we're pure, we're we're purely platonic. Scott says, and Courtney laughs at this. Courtney says, it is so nice to talk to Scott in this way. Uh, she goes, oh yeah, I was walking around in a bikini around the neighborhood, and Scott goes, can I see a pic of that? But then she never finishes her thought. So I was like, was the whole Courtney thought I was walking around the neighborhood in a bikini? And then they like, she kind of lays her head by his lap, but just enough where it's like not weird. But it's like, if you should be laying your head on the other side, so your feet are the nearest thing to him with the head being the nearest thing to him, you're giving him a sign that like, Hey baby, it's on. Or maybe you're not giving him a sign, but guys will, as, as Sierra said about Luke Gulbrunson last week on summer house, guys will take that shit and run with it, girl. Oh my God. Did I just say run with it? What is wrong with me? Um, so new scene, we're in the yard, Kim, Kendall, Kylie, Corey, Chloe, Chris, they are all, well, the girls are playing volleyball and Kendall is talking about how the Jenners are genetically gifted and it makes Kim very mad. You guys, we have a flashback scene of Kendall that's saying that she was told that the, uh, the Jenners are just good at this shit, born athletes, uh, Chloe and Kim are in a talking head and says, we're true athletes. Um, They've cert. Um, I, I gotta say though, you would think Chloe and Kim for the amount of sports players that they've slept with, you think that that seed would somehow genetically gift them. I don't know if that's how sex works, but I assume, I assume that's how sex works. If anybody does anything inside you, you get a little bit of their gift. I'm almost positive. That's how sex works. I'm I'm so excited to have sex for the first time coming up here, hopefully in a bit. And um, I'll be able to tell you guys if anything happens. Um, so they play volleyball. Kim gets a point. He goes, yeah, take that, Jenners. 
Um, Kendall says she always wants to win. She's very competitive. She lets us know that she grew up as a daddy's girl. Uh, they were always around those Olympic teams, and but sports were always a big part of their lives growing up. Chloe is freaking out about the volleyball. She's just being annoying. Uh, she's just being Chloe-noying. I, that didn't work. Uh, Chris is in a talking hat and goes, the kids are just so competitive naturally, and it's just so good to see. I love when Chris pits the girls against each other, you know? And it's like so funny. She's like, I just love when Chris probably is around Courtney without the cameras. She's like, oh, my God, Courtney, did I tell you? Kylie made another $100 million this week. Oh, my God. How's Poosh going? Is that that's so cute what you're doing with that Poosh? Is, is, is it the celibacy article? This That's fun. Anyways, got to go collect my 10%. Um, so Chris, uh, so Kim says, you know what? I got a bright idea. We need to have an obstacle challenge and not just volleyball. We need to have a Spartan race in our backyard. First off, this is like, it's just so infuriating. This is so planned out. It is so like if this is so planned out where I could produce this show, like I could, if they decided to do Kardashian season 21, you could throw me in tomorrow. I would know exactly what to do. If this is what we're trying to get, I could do this in a harp. I could do this. I could do this two days a week. I could produce this show in two days in a week. Um, but the Spartan challenge in your own backyard, I mean, we're getting into some real rich people shit. Like they're, they're bringing the Spartan race into their backyard. So new scene, we see some old footage of the, uh, Kardashian and Jenner kids playing sports, new scene, Corey and Chris come in. They see, um, Courtney writing in her journal and they're like, Courtney's like, what are you writing? And she goes, this article for Poosh about celibacy. Um, by the way, I was told this week, somebody on the podcast, I think it was Bethany told me that Courtney's really into edging now where edging you guys is where you go up right to the point of, um, how do you say it? Of, of orgasm. And then you don't do it. Um, and she lets us know Courtney, that orgasms are considered a release of energy. And Corey goes positive. (laughs) Corey goes positive energy. (laughs) So she goes, uh, well, you know, for my push article, orgasms, I, I, I researched in the encyclopedia, orgasms are considered a release of energy. And then Cora goes, positive energy. Make no mistake, positive energy. Oh, my God. Well, I just got a TMZ alert. Kendall Jenner, man who went for naked swim at her house was just arrested at Kylie's house hours after jail release. That is so infuriating. Kendall can't have her own stalker. Why does Kendall have to share her stalker with Kylie? That would be scary as fuck, though. Honestly, scary. Stalkers are scary as hell. But how, I mean, how would this, okay. First off, somebody's got to be getting fired over there in the Kardashian world. You think for the amount of money that they spend on security, that this shit, if they're even getting in with, to, like, in a mile of these people's houses, like, if they're having problems and they have the security teams, they like, none of us are safe. Anyways, Corey goes, yeah, sex is positive energy. And uh, Courtney goes, some people have orgasms from the sunset. And Corey goes, huh, weirdos do that. And Courtney says she's getting really deep into this article. And she wants to use 
Corey and Chris. She wants to nominate nominate them to not have sex for two weeks and be her guinea pigs for this in-depth Poosh article. I've got to check if this Poosh article even exists. I bet it does. I bet it's complete. Because this is another fake storyline of like, hey, Corey and Chris, how about not having sex for two weeks for my Poosh article? Okay. Corey says, and then Corey starts going, we have no problem in the bedroom. I just, I, 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 there, I, Chris is sexy. I do agree. But like, just the thought of Corey just like going like, ah, I'm going to plunder that booty. Like, it's just, it's just, it's wild for me. I don't know why I still don't trust Corey. I don't know why. Courtney is like the Terminator. He's like, I am here to protect John Connor. I'm a central processing unit, a learning computer. And he is like that, but like Chris. He's like, I am here to protect Chris Jenner. I will be stuck with her like glue 24-7 up that booty. <laughs> um, Courtney says, I'm celibate until my husband from Switzerland takes me away. And I guess they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to meet your husband in Switzerland. And Courtney's like, yep, I know that's where I'll wind up. Who knows what the fuck Courtney's talking about half the time. Chris in a talking head like with, with Corey, Chris says, you're horny as fuck, you know. Ugh. So new scene, Corey is saying to Chris uh, in a new scene goes, you look very sexy. You stay on this side of the pool and I'll stay over here because he's already saying I'm getting too turned on and we got two weeks to go. I want to plunder that booty, you know. Um he uh he weirdly says, I'm gonna keep a bottle of lotion by the bed. <laughs> and Chris goes, Why are you talking about sex? He goes, Cause I think about it nonstop. Chris says, We are doing it for Poosh. And Corey goes, Poosh is a bullshit media thing that doesn't even exist. No, he doesn't say that. He goes, he goes, uh I'm in a talking head, he goes, I'm very close to Chris. Um, and Chris keeps going like, stop it, Corey, stop it. Like, he's just being real, like a flirty, a flirty dude. And Corey's, uh, Corey goes, sex research makes you older and happier. And she goes, go take a cold shower. And he goes, you don't know what a cold shower could do to me, which I think that's a verbal threat. I think that is actionable. If I, if I took this clip to the cops tonight and go, look at this man, we need to protect Chris Jenner immediately. And he goes, you don't know what a cold shower could do to me. I think that's enough to get an arrest warrant. I mean, I think that's even worse than what Jen Shaw did. Like, that's just disgusting. So new scene, Chloe says that uh, her, she hurt her knee working out with her trainer. Um, uh, trainer, uh, what's her name? I wrote Melissa. So now we're going to have Team Kardashian, Team Jenner for this Spartan race. Kim says um, she walked in and saw Courtney and Scott sleeping on the together on the couch the other night. And then there was a fucking flashback of Kim walking in and seeing them. And that's just like bullshit. It's not like, guys, they schedule these cameramen. It's not like cameramans just are with them 24-7 so they caught Kim walking in. They literally put him on the couch said, okay, now act like you're asleep. Now, Kim, walk in. Okay, we got that. Okay, everybody can get up. Like, this is all bullshit. You got to realize how deep this sickness is. I'm going to arrest everybody like this is not in my reality show. When I produce the Kardashians or any reality show, only real shit is going to fly. You're going to have the 100% so bad it's good approval where everything you see is real. <laughs> so, um, 
She said, uh, Kim goes, something's going on with Courtney and Scott. I can feel it. Kendall says, yeah, I want them to try to get back together. Chloe says, they're too um, pussy to try. Kim says, well, they're just scared of messing up the co-parenting thing. Um, And Kim goes, Chloe, you're not one to talk. Boom! Booyah! 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 New scene, Scott Disick's uh, in the pool. Chris is in a trampoline. Kylie, Kylie Jenner, Miss Billionaire, walks in. She comes into the trampoline where mom's laying. Chris says, uh, the Kardashian girls think they can beat you. Kylie says, we have 20 years on them and I'm a billionaire. She didn't say the billionaire part, but she meant like you could tell that's what she was like. Are you fucking kidding me? I'll assassinate all of the Kardashians if I need to with like private hitmen I can pay. It wouldn't even make a dent. Uh, Kim says the Jenners will chicken out and Kardashians are way more athletic. So there's a little trash talking going on here. Kim is daring Kylie to do a backflip in the uh, on the uh, the trampoline. And it's like. It almost resents Kim was like, break your neck. Yeah, let's put you out of commission. But I got to tell you, Kylie does a backflip on the trampoline. And it is so funny when you see a billionaire do a backflip on a trampoline. You're like, God damn, no wonder they're a billionaire. Like I give it, a, I give my admiration away so easily, but I also take it away so easily. Let that be a warning to all of you guys. Um, Kim says that, you know, hey, I can run. I can, Kim says, but will the Jenner's, be able to run, lift weights, and show up even. Damn. So now, new scene. Chloe is outside. She goes, oh, look, there's a helicopter. And they're like, oh, the helicopter. Oh, there's a boat. It's just weird. They're trying to do, like, improv work in the scene. And it just and, and Kim goes, I feel like that's a Tom Cruise helicopter. And Chloe goes, no, it's military. Fascinating conversation. Fascinating. Um Kendall and Kim are talking and Kendall goes, you know what? I've always been team sport, which is Courtney and Scott. And there was a flashback of all of these memories of Courtney and Scott, which was cute. And uh, they go, you can tell that they loved each other. Um, And Kendall says, what can I say? That's my truth. I want, I want them to back together. And Kendall says, everyone thinks they belong together. Chloe says, well, I think Scott is waiting for her to make the first move. And uh, Kim goes, well, Courtney would be devastated if Scott had another family, you know, another wife and kids. And Kim goes, we need to parent trap it up. And Kendall goes, what's that? Because Kendall hasn't seen parent trap, I guess. Kim explains it. So let's try to get these two back together by doing something. Kim says they've gone their separate ways, but they can come back together. They just need a little push, Chloe and Kim say. So their big idea, this is another big setup setup scene. They say, what if we do a big dinner and we say it's going to be a big family dinner and then everybody flakes and it's just them and it's a romantic dinner. Um, and then there's like a weird piece of like Chloe. Some I think Kendall goes, Chloe, your hands are beautiful. Oh, no, Kim says that, that your hands are beautiful. And then. Chloe goes, thank you, rom-com Kim, like romantic comedy Kim because of the parent trap. So new scene. Uh, this is oh, guys new. The other when the OK, when I talked to God, uh, when I did my prayers last week, too, I said, you know, Father's and Holy Spirit. I said all the stuff. And then I said, and also, God, if you could be so graceful in your ever eternal being of amazingness, could you allow Rob Kardashian, the strength to be able to film a scene in next week's episode. Guess what? Rob 
Kardashian was in this week for uh, just, I mean, I think it was like 3.7 seconds, but he looked good. He looked like he lost a little weight, not nothing crazy, but he looked good. He looked healthy. He was like, made some joke. Um, Stormy is there. Chris was rhyming Stormy with a lollipop. I bet they have, I bet the lollipops they eat are like a thousand dollar lollipops, you know? Uh, we noticed that Chris and Corey and Courtney are all dressed in like kind of Asian Tai Chi robes. Um, there is a Tai Chi instructor there and he is teaching them moves to harness their energy because remember, they're not knocking boots anymore. That is what I call it. Well, you know, whenever I've knocked boots in the past, I've always said right before the knocking of the boots start, I go after, you know, we get naked and stuff. I go, hey, are you ready to knock boots? I'll be like, hello, me lady. Are you ready to knock boots? And that's when it's go time. So I'm assuming everybody does something like that. Um, (laughs) So uh, Court is sitting them down now after the Tai Chi to get them to talk deeply and try to understand each other. She's having them look into each other's eyes. So she's doing a lot of stuff for uh, for this um, this whole Poosh article. I've got to really look if there's a Poosh article. What if the Poosh is just a blurb? Like, some people say it's crazy to not have sex for two weeks. Some people say it's not. Poosh. Um, so she has them looking at each other's eyes. Chris and Corey say, it's very interesting what she's having us do. I like it. And Courtney asks, what's your dream date? And uh, Chris goes, Italy, pasta, date night. And then Corey goes, a bottle of 1945 something or another i forgot what he said but also it was like um cory what whose money whose money are you spending the bottle of 1945 is that coming out of cory gamble's pocket because i feel like that's probably a lot of the whole thing with them is that cory's like i have expensive tastes chris will wine and dine me and then 69 me you know what i'm saying so then chris goes oh and dateline episodes and bed by seven it, I do. That is so true. First off, Dateline episodes rock. Second off, as you get older, sometimes you'll have phases where it is nice to go to bed at uh, 3 p.m. No, no, it is nice. It's earlier. Sometimes you're like, "Ooh, I'm all snuggly in bed and I got my media, I got my magazines, all of that stuff. Just amazing. Um, So Corey picks Chris off the ground and pats her ass. They just, there's a lot of ass grabbing at it. Like Corey, you could just tell in high school, he was voted like most likely to ass grab, you know, like ass grabber of the year or something. So new scene, Melissa, the the Kardashians trainer is there. We find out you guys, Kim had a cyst in the back of her knee and it burst. So she's getting an MRI and we find out that it's fluid is leaking and it's causing pain to the muscles. She's with the doctor and he goes, Hey, cool it for a while. Um, and she, Kim goes, I want to listen to him, but I want to do what I need to get ready for the race. Kim is a competitor, you guys. Kim Kardashian doesn't lose. And I actually kind of believe that. Uh, new scene, Kendall and Kylie. Um, the, all the girls are training, but Kendall and Kylie go, they don't know, but we are preparing too. So there's like this whole training montage between the Kardashians and the Jenners. It's just like, so we, we've been there. We've done this. We've seen it. We know how it works. We know what it makes us feel like. It makes us feel not good. Okay. Um, Kardashians go, we are beasts. They keep saying beasts in this episode. I don't know what they're getting, you know, 
It made me very sad. Uh, new scene. Um, oh, actually, this was a commercial break, but Chloe's Nurtex migraine commercial came on. And girl, I would have a migraine too if my face changed as much as yours. Like you're, you're probably your skull hurts. Those aren't migraines. Those are like skull cranial pressure from changing your face too much. Okay, back to the show. Kim is getting her knee rubbed down by a professional. They are in Spartan uniforms. It's the day is finally here. Courtney, we find out, is also having some problems. She hasn't slept well in three nights. So it's not going according to plan. Chloe says we cannot let the Jenners know that we're having complications. We're still going to kick their asses, I pray. Kylie all of a sudden calls on FaceTime. Guys, Kylie has a sinus infection. Um, And they go, that makes you not work out to have a stuffy nose? And she, Kylie goes to Kendall, go, win this one for us, Kendall. I'm so sorry. And you knew it was like, you knew this was probably all along where it was like, Kylie, would you come film like one scene with us? And Kylie's like, please leave me alone. I'm a billionaire. And like, please just do me, do Chris, do mommy a favor. Will you just film a little scene in the trampoline? Okay. I like trampolines. I'll do that. Wait, this scene says I'm going to be in a Spartan race. No fucking way. And it's like, no, no, you'll you, you'll be able to back out at the last second. That's what this feels like, is that she never was planning on being in the Spartan race. And she's like, okay, uh, boop, 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 boop. hey, guys, have a sinus infection. Uh, I'm also a billionaire, if you hadn't noticed. Peace. Um, so now it's just Kendall. Kendall says, I can't wait to show everyone else up. Sam is there. He's the Spartan director of training. Uh, there's like a whole thing. There's a spear throw, running up steps, jumping in the pool, running over walls, lifting things. There's seven different obstacles. Um, they have a right to skip one of these obstacles, but it'll add 15 seconds to the final score. Scott Disick and Harry Hudson are there. Scott is handicapping all the girls like, oh, well, Chloe is a beast. And Kim, you can't out, you know, and oh, you can't. Ken- Kendall's lanky. She's equine. Like, so Scott knows what he's doing on these. He's like, he really is. He knows how to play up reality show scenes if you watch harry hudson in this scene that's where like because harry's not used to it as much so like scott is driving the improv in the scene and harry's like yeah i agree Uh uh-huh yeah yeah like harry's not really adding in anything it's all scott but i appreciate that so uh kim's knee though is hurts really bad when she's doing some jumps she's like this hurts and she is pissed She says, you know, it's not worth it to have constant knee problems for the rest of my life. I'm out. So Chloe starts. um, She says, these obstacles are very legit. I am intimidated, but I think I can do this. Kim is going to be the best cheerleader. We might be old, but we're going for the gold, she says. Um, Chris says, okay, focus, focus. You got this, Chloe. Uh, She goes through all of it. She says, I'm fucking exhausted. This is heavy duty stuff. And she has nails and she doesn't want to break her nails. (laughs) What? Um... So Chloe does the whole thing and she gets it in two minutes and 48 seconds. That includes the 15 seconds that she skipped one of the walls. She couldn't do the walls. She blamed it on her nails. She's also wearing huge Terminator glasses in this scene. So Kendall goes 248. Sounds easy to beat. Not concerned. So Kendall is doing it. She gets out of the pool. She's like, this is, it's hard to breathe. She does the wall that Chloe couldn't do. Chloe says her limbs are so long. It covers more space. Kendall does it in 235, so beat Chloe's score by 13 seconds. But if Chloe had tried to do the wall, she would have been tied up. You know, she added that 15-second penalty. Uh, Kendall also says this was the most energy she ever exerted in her whole life. And folks, I have to tell you, I think she's telling the truth. 
I think this might be the hardest Kindle has ever worked in our life. This two minutes and 48 seconds, I think, is probably the most effort Kindle has put into anything in our life, honestly. Um, so uh, she thought Chloe would be her biggest competition, so she's safe from Chloe. Now, Courtney... Courtney's feeling a bunch of pressure, but Courtney goes, I feel like I feel fast. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm fast. And I'm like, I've never woken up and feel like, you know what? I feel, I think I feel fast today. I feel fast. Um, also Chloe's just rambling. She's like, Oh, these obstacle courses are made for tall people. Um, so you know, Courtney does pretty good. She gets two thirty nine. She misses by four seconds, four seconds slower than Kendall. And that is so sad. Um, so Kendall wins. Uh, Kendall goes, obviously, I knew I was going to win. Um, you know, we proved a point here today. Whatever. Um, Kim and Chloe. Kim says, I would have won if my knee had been fine. They're all posing for photos. The end of that scene. New scene. Courtney's reading a book and she's hearing some interesting noises outside. She's hearing, ah, ah, ooh. And you hear Corey going, am I hitting the right side? Uh, ooh. So you guys, I'm telling you that information. You're, you're smart enough like I am. What did you put together with that? So Courtney overhears these sounds of like, uh, uh, ooh, ah, oh, am I hitting the right side, baby? Like, so what do you think? Oh, so the big thing, oh, oh, I bet they're having sex outside in the lawn. <sighs> Why do they treat us like we're children? So, of course, Courtney goes to investigate and finds out that Corey is having anal sex with Kim on the window. <laughs> Corey's just rubbing her. Corey is rubbing Chris Jenner's shoulder. Like, I just, it's just so stupid. These set up scenes. It's, it's infuriating. So, um, Courtney goes, are you guys breaking your celibacies? He's like, nope, just rubbing her shoulders. Um, and she goes, I thought you were having sex. And Courtney goes, definitely proud of them for sticking to their celibacy for the last two weeks. I'm so happy that they helped me with my push research. Corey goes, I've enjoyed this two weeks, all the new things that we've been doing. Chris says, I'll try anything once. Uh, I, now I really do. I want Courtney to do articles on fingering, um, um, nipple play. Like I want, like, is Poosh just a, like a weird sex site? I've never checked it out. Um, so Corey's like, yeah, I need to get back up in Chris. Woo. Uh, new scene, Chloe and Kim. Um, and they're like, you know, Courtney's fantasy is to go to Switzerland. Why don't we bring Switzerland here? And they both think they're doing a family dinner. But what if we they showed up for a romantic din dinner and it's Swiss themed? So they start putting rose petals leading to the table. There's Swiss yodeling music, which is stupid. Uh, so they set this thing up. Scott and Courtney come in. Um, Scott goes, Courtney, you look, you look so nice. And there's like a thing greeting them that says, find the most romantic spot in this house. And Scott goes, well, it's gotta be outside of the view. Courtney says, something's up. Family dinners don't start with clues. They're definitely up to something. So they follow the rose petals. Scott says, I feel like I'm on the bachelor, which was kind of funny. Courtney realizes, is this Swiss? Are they, is this Swiss? Did they Swiss? And Scott goes, what do you mean Swiss? What's what Swiss mean? But Scott goes, oh, they set us up. Courtney says, or are you setting this up? And Scott goes, no, I, I didn't have anything to do with this. I think I would, I would say it right now if I did set this up. And he goes, also, I would not have picked this food. It's like they're all, it's like a fondue setup. 
Um, and Scott goes, well, it still is a family dinner technically. And, uh, he goes, I think it is obviously they're trying to set us up. Scott says, I think the family, she says this in a talking head. I think the family puts a lot of pressure on Courtney about this. Um, and you know, it's like, why can't we have our white picket fence life, but it's difficult. He says, you know, his life moves on. Scott says, well, but it's a cool thing that we can have dinner. You know, it's, it is nice that we can do this. And, uh, so he asks again about the Switzerland, why Switzerland? She goes, I don't know. And he goes, well, he goes, she goes, I talk about it. And he goes, I talk about boats. You don't see a boat here. And she goes, the 15 minute Switzerland rule. I don't even know what she meant by that. She goes, I just joke. I'm going to move to Switzerland. I mean, can Courtney do less? I mean, is there any link? I mean, like it's, I, the fact, I, <laughs> um, and he, and Scott goes, it's not bad for you and me, you know, uh, to do things sometimes without the kids. And we cut to them in a dual talking head. Courtney has a huge smile on her face. Scott says, I can't be mad at them trying. Courtney says last night was talking about, uh, oh, they start talking about all of Courtney's pee stories. And which by the way, that's what I would want have wanted to see. I could watch a full hour of Courtney tell stories that she's pissed herself. Like that to me is fascinating television. Like, I don't want to hear you say, oh, last night, remember when we talked about all my pee stories? I want to hear the pee stories. The pee stories are where the gold is. Do we under, do, we all agree on this, right? Um, Courtney always looks like she's somewhere else. Do you notice that? Like, like she's always somewhere else in her head. Like watch her in a scene. Like, I believe honestly, she's in Switzerland in her head in most scenes. Like, it's just fascinating how she's always feels like somewhere else. Um, so new scene, Chloe and Kim, uh, come into the house the next day. The master bedroom is locked, you guys. And they go, oh my God, Courtney and Scott are in there. And this is when I wrote, I hate this show so much. Another fucking fake scene. And so they go outside and they see, they see in the bathroom, there's roses in the bathtub. Like, oh, somebody has been taking a, making love in the bathtub, supposedly. And they, oh, they're in bed together. They walk in and Courtney and Scott are in bed together. And we see a bra on the floor. And Courtney says, as a joke, we decided to set a romantic scene. Like, so they could think that their mission was accomplished. Hysterical. Hysterical. Very real joke. Just amazing. What a great and what a great episode to play on April Fool's. I would have taken it a step further and made it smell like pig sweat in there. So like you're like, oh, my God, it smells like you guys have been humping with the AC off. I'm so sorry for that visual. You guys, I'm I'm tired and I don't I know this is a family show. I'm so sorry. Uh, I got to say, though, this all in all, this is just they are so basic. They are so basic billionaires. Like this show is so basic. There is no levels to this show. It is so frustrating. The lack of levels, you know, Courtney says dinner was very nice, but we aren't back together. Chloe says, did you have sex? And she goes, nope. Chloe says they claim nothing happened last night, but who knows? Kim says, I don't know if I believe that that's in a talking head. Kim then in the scene goes on that note, we'll leave you guys alone to get back to your bed. And Kim goes, we're all rooting for them. They just need more time. I guess need a little Travis Barker time. Next on keeping up with the Kardashians, the introduction of TikTok star Addison Ray. And it actually is. They talk about it. They're like, 
Mason is in the scene and goes, Addison sleeps over in Courtney's bedroom a lot. Like, says she sleeps in Courtney's bed. And the other fake part of the scene is they start, um, like, using panic rooms and, like, for emergencies and stuff. So they're doing, they'll be, like, stupid bits. So the Addison Ray stuff, oh, I'm really curious how that, you know, hopefully there's good stuff there. But they need to chill with the fucking fake shit, you know? They need to chill. You guys, I love you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. I know this is so much content. Thank you. I know this is crazy, but we're doing it. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Uh, I will talk to you guys again on Monday. Uh, If you're a Patreon member, I'll be talking to you over there tomorrow. And uh, I love you guys so much. Have a great weekend. Bye.
Betches.